Hey, it's Joe Girard with the Sales Hero Podcast, where you're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to build those repeatable best practices and systems, and building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegirard.ca and at saleshero.academy.com. Now, today we're going to be talking about sales pre-call planning, and really it's all about setting yourself up for success and building a framework so you can go in and succeed faster, more effectively, and stop yourself from winging it in your sales conversations. So we're going to have some fun with that. It's also a blog post, so you can check out the link as well for more of the content and links. Uh, Remember, it's all about keeping it simple, having fun, and getting back to just helping more people buy from you. So let's get started. Welcome to today's post. Today is all about something that's super fun, sales pre-call planning. And the reason I'm I'm putting this together is that this week I've been listening to a lot of sales calls. I've been listening to from my clients. I've also been um, listening to my own calls, uh, recording things, and just really diving into you know what's going on, what conversations are happening. And I've had a couple of really big calls this week as well with potential clients. And before we have these calls, we got to ask ourselves, are we prepared to make the most of this discussion? And so this is something that I've been going back and forth with different reps and different teams to say, you know, what are the things that we're doing to increase the likelihood of of good conversations. And so I put some tips together for you here that you can do to set yourself up for success. Now, the big thing is, is I want to ask you is how often do you go into your meetings or go into a call and you're not even sure what to say? I was listening to um, a call earlier in the week and, you know, they're asking questions. I could tell that they're reading from a script. I could tell that they're reading from their, you know, their list of questions and they're missing all of these like golden opportunities to connect with the customer. And at one point they just stopped themselves and said, you know what? I'm just rambling. And they caught themselves in this moment of, you know, completely like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be talking about right now. And that's what we're talking about is how can you prepare yourself to be ready for every single call you go into so you're equipped to do your best work. Now, the big thing is it's totally normal and common for salespeople to go into each call and just wing it. And if you want to succeed long term, if you want to succeed in this business that's getting people to give you money, it's totally, hugely, massively important that you take the time to think through what are you going to say? Imagine what that conversation is going to look like. What are going to be the you know the twists and turns that are going to happen? And um, and as a, as I like to say, one of one of my friends, Mikey, tells me that um, you know it's like learning a new language. So if you're not investing the time in learning this language and preparing yourself for this language, what are you really doing, right? And for me, also uh, as as I'll be talking about, I launched my new podcast, and I've been sharing with people that. You know, there's, there's, it's not just what you say to people, but it's how you say it. We're going to get into that in another call, but I've been listening to myself and recording. And most of the time, what I'm recording isn't that good. So it's all about going back, preparing, planning, and making sure that what you're going to be talking about is, is setting you, is setting yourself up to make the most impact. And so, you know, when I'm doing uh, these large sales call myself, uh, I'm going to share with you some insights and some planning so that you can set yourself up for success. Um, so we're going to, I've also got the link on, uh, on the post here so you can check that out. Now, the big thing that I hear from a lot of people is they say, I don't have time to plan. You know, I've got hundreds of sales calls. I've got all this stuff that I got to do. And where am I going to put into my schedule planning for each of these sales calls? The big thing is that, you know, People consider themselves as busy everywhere we go. And I talk about this all the time is that people just say, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And people say, oh, I'm like, say, how are you doing? They, oh, I'm so crazy busy. And I think to myself and I even ask them, I say, what in the world are you so busy doing? 
And if we actually break down what you do on a daily basis, you'd be surprised to see that there's a lot of stuff that you can that you can get rid of and there's a lot of things that you do on a repetitive basis that you can optimize that you can make the most of that you can test and get more effective and when we talk about you know neuroscience and, and cognitive understanding we talk about the cognitive social neuroscience of the way we do things the more you build these frameworks the more you understand how to build systems the less mental activity that you have to expend on all these things that you're doing so this isn't about adding more to your plate this is about simple Simplifying your conversation so it feels a lot more effortless, right? Now think about it for a second. If everybody's saying that they're busy, who else is busy? Well, other people are busy and your customers are busy, right? So why would you expect them to give you their busy time for you to figure out what you're going to say next? Right. So the more that you plan these calls, the more effectively you present your information, the better you're going to build trust with your customers and the higher chance you're going to have of getting a deal from them. Right. And if you don't plan, it's just a numbers game. You're just going through like making calls and just saying stuff. Stop doing that. So don't just be efficient in all the stuff you're doing. Be effective. So the big thought is that you don't have time not to plan your sales calls. Okay. So the first first tip I'm going to give you, the first uh, sales pre-call plan number one is do some research. Understand your markets. And I'm not talking about every single customer going in and doing a deep dive before you pick up the phone because there's a fine line between you know spending all of your day researching and like a little portion of it making calls. You still need to make all the calls. But how can you make it easier? Well, there's two things you can do. The first thing you can do is understand the common discussions you need to have with similar decision makers. Think about that for a sec. In your markets, in the industries that you serve, you can totally speed up your sales calls by understanding the levers that you need to pull with the types of decision makers, the challenges that that specific segment's going to have, the conversation you need to have with that person. Uh, and I'll give you an example. For me, I'm really going into this uh, this segment and I'm, I'm just having some fun. I'm talking to business owners that have grown their business and now they want to sort of step out of the sales role, but they're having a hard time finding reps, training reps, and being able to build a sales team that can do it at the same level they can. So it's about letting go and it's about empowering people to take it. But if they don't do it, uh, they're not ready to scale and grow. So this is a totally specific conversation that I can have in this one segment that's common. So I'm going to do my research. I have all this information that will help them understand the things that they can do to be more effective. But I don't have to do it for every single one. I just have to have a framework, right? The second thing you can do for researching is think about how you can build the insights around the industry you're selling to. And we're going to talk about more insights. But whatever industry uh, or industries that you're selling to, take some time and just, uh, I like to say, you immerse yourself in that industry, right? Dive in and say, you don't, like, even if you don't have in experience in that industry, go in and, and know the moving parts, know the cause and effect, know the different supply chains, you know, subscribe to newsletters, find the trends and the factors and, you know, go to the different websites and find out what's going on. And if you're smart, and I'm assuming you are, you'll be able to see some things really clearly and probably be able to connect the dots in a way that's going to be meaningful for your discussions with your customers. So that's the first one is just do some research, but do some of this sort of like blanket research so you're prepared before you go into these calls. The the pre-call plan number two is, this is a big one, man, is build insights in, in for your customers that are going to get that aha, 
right? And and the the stat I love is that you know in today's markets, buyers are like sixty percent of the way through their buying process before they engage with suppliers. Now we can go back and forth on what that means, but really what it means is that when I talk to people, they all feel that this is true. You know, in their buying cycle, they're feeling overwhelmed because buyers are coming to you more informed than ever, but at the same time, they're misinformed. And they just call them and ask these questions like, what is it and how much is it? And then you fall in this like black hole of just answering questions. And it's really hard to get out of that. So it, it, the big thing is the big realization, you got to face it as a salesperson or anybody that's whatever you have, you're no longer the gatekeeper of the information. It used to be where you just say, come on and see me. You know, I'm going to control this conversation, but buyers are coming to you much more informed than ever. But you do have an edge, right? Remember that while the buyer may have identified this problem or need that they have, I'm sure they've only dealt with this challenge maybe once or twice. But you, in your experience, have done it hundreds, maybe thousands of times. And the real value in every sale that you're going into is not what you offer as a product or service, but it's in you. You are absolutely the differentiator and you are the first buying decision they're going to make. And in that consultative era of selling, it was totally normal to go in and do like a deep qualification by asking a ton of questions. But in today's sales environment, we talk about they don't have lots of time. You better already know the issues of your customers. You better already know the issues of their customers and some powerful ideas that they can apply immediately based on a conversation with you. And whether they buy from you or not, it doesn't matter, but you need to bring something to the table that they go, wow, there's some value. This is how you move from simply just being a vendor or a nuisance uh, to someone who is seen as that trusted advisor or a big resource for your customers. And in the next section, we're going to talk about some questions, but think about you know, it's more important that you pre-plan the answers to those questions before you go in and just start asking a bunch of questions that maybe you're not sure you should be asking. So take some time and come up with some high-level ideas or even one big idea that you can share with your potential customers. What is happening in the world today that you can show them the cause and effect nature of how it's going to impact their business? And how can you show some urgency around changes in the markets that are going to help them see opportunities as well? And this is the biggest reason why some people succeed and others don't. It's their ability to find the hidden value and opportunity in every market that they're working in. So grab a coffee, sit down at the coffee shop, and start listing some of the big ideas and revelations you have for your customers. And remember that song? Things that make you go, hmm. Right? Remember that song? Things that make you go, hmm. So that's what you're trying to get in your customer, getting them to, to you know look up to, the, to their brain and go, hmm. I wasn't thinking of it that way. So here's some areas that you should explore to build your insights. One, are there new trends that they should be aware of? Number two, who are your customers' customers, suppliers, and partners? How does that supply chain function and what challenges exist? Right? Three, have there been any shifts in the market that are pushing them to change? Right? What's affecting them? What's, what's making them want to look at something new? Right? Number four, are there specific, you know, financial, operational, regulatory, uh, anything like that, concerns or priorities that maybe we need to look at or consider? Something that you found, say, hey, maybe you need to take a look at this. Number five, what's happening either internally or externally that's causing them to take action? It's the, the why now question. Number six, are they growing, shrinking, or just holding on? And then number seven, is their market growing or declining? And number eight, how have customers in their industry 
changed. So if you understand, these are just some sample quotes. We could, I could talk for hours on kinds of things to build your insights, but think about what's going on in the world of your customers and come at them with a couple big ideas to say, hey, think about this. This is what's going on. This is what's changing and you need to be aware of it. This is how you position yourself as an expert, as somebody who's valuable. Now, the next section, uh, the pre-call planning number three, this is all about questions. You've got to get good at asking awesome questions. Now, uh, I've got a whole video and a whole series on spin selling. I love that book, Spin Selling. I get a lot of people ask me about it. Uh, I review the, you know, the question building. It's the situation, problem, implication, and need payoff questions. And it's a, it's a methodology from the 80s. Neil Rackham, love it. But it's, it's part of that sort of consultative uh, sales era where we were just asking lots of questions. But now we got to move into the insights. So the, you still have to ask questions, but not to sort of not to qualify or not to do this big diagnosing of your customer. But more importantly, the questions you ask should give you and your customer a deeper understanding. So it's not about asking these basic surface questions, but rather to ask a good question, then dig deeper into gaining those insights. So don't make it feel like you're an interrogator with the light shining in their face and you're trying to get something out of them, right? Uh, and then I also have another post you can check out on the three, um, three-part sales conversation for more detailed framework. Uh, but essentially what you want to do is you want to use questions to more effectively help your customer frame the problem. So you, I'm going to give you some questions in a second here, but you ask those questions and you're looking for what we call bids. You're looking for your customers to give you some kind of a nugget so that you can go, hmm, now then you ask a deeper question. You ask, what is, what's happening because of this? What's the implication of that? So that you can start to create a complete conversation. Too often what we do is we ask some questions and then we jump in and try and solve that question. And what it ends up becoming is you solving the problem, not you and them solving a problem that they have understood. And if you rush to solve, you're dead in the water. And see, this is what I see that happens with reps way too often. They just try and jump in and anticipate the needs. And I always say it's like that, you know, that skipping rope game, Double Dutch, where I listen to sales calls and that rep is just waiting for their turn to jump in and say their stuff. So resist that urge to solve um, because if you say answers too quickly, if you get into you know questions and answers and features and benefits, you already start to put things in their minds that don't need to be there. And this is what's going to cost you potential business and it's going to reduce your chance of being able to explore the hidden value. I hope that makes sense to you, right? So your ability to provide insights and use questions to help them frame the challenge will better open up more non-competitive deals and increase the average dollar per sale, okay? So the questions from spin selling uh, you want to ask, the two ones that I love is the implication and the need payoff question, which is basically what else is happening because of this and what do you see is going to happen if we do this? Those are kinds, the, 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 sort of the, the two types of questions. But take it a step further. Your goal is to get this deep understanding and show your customers all the moving parts, this cause and effect. Your questions, if you do them correctly, are going to build the insight. So those things are used hand in hand. So here's some questions you can use. You know, create some type of question around these. You know, why did you decide on doing this or why are you choosing between or why is this the time that you're looking at this, right? That's a why question. The next one is like a how question. So how do you plan on doing this or how do you see this self, this thing working so that you start to get them to frame reality around what's going to happen? They start to paint the picture and you can fill in the gaps as you go. The next one is the what's going to be the impact if you did this? So that's the what if question. So let's say you took this. How does that work for your business? Then you can ask questions about, you know, who else is affected? Who else is involved in this discussion that maybe we should consider? And then the other question is, what happens if you don't do this? Sure, there's, you know, sometimes you lose deals to competitors, but often you lose deals 
to a non-decision. So you got to ask the question. So if you just keep doing what you're doing, what happens? Right? Not in a judgy way, not in a, in a weird way, but you're trying to ask them a question that makes them think, right? The next one is you can ask a question like, you know, what's possible? Say you did this thing. Say we took action and you made this purchase. What other avenues does this open up? What else creates, what else can we create because of this? If this is the first thing we do, what else is possible, right? Then another one we talk, you know, again, a why question is why is now a good time to be exploring this? What's going on in your world that maybe we should take a look? Then the next one is, do you see any trends in your industry that are either, you know, making you nervous or excited? Let's talk about that. So that, you know, based on your insights and the questions you ask, you should be able to build a much deeper dialogue. You should be able to dig a bit deeper and you feel like you're talking about something collaboratively because your real, your real value here is your ability to facilitate an intelligent conversation, not just pitch your product. I hope that makes sense because... It's fun for me. (laughs) The next one is the sales call, uh, the sales pre-call plan number four, which is having multiple commitment objectives. Don't go into sales call with just one goal in mind. And if that doesn't work, you say, oh, it didn't work. I see too many people with their their funnels and their conversions. And I look and say, what's happening with all these other people? They say, ah, you know, I don't know. They're just not, they're not interested. And I always say, you know, it's not that they're not interested, it's that you're not interesting. We got to do something to move people forward because your goal is, the only goal that you have in selling is to get people to move forward. If you're not getting commitment, you aren't doing your job. And and if people are just out there in this like this abyss of non-decision, that's not really selling. So, you know, that whole idea of, you know, hey, let me take this back and think about it. And we say, okay, well, let me know when you're ready. That's not the way your call should end. Every call you have or meeting that you go into, prepare multiple objectives, prepare different things that you want to ask them for in different scales. So you're going to have a primary objective, a secondary, a tertiary one, and each one is designed to allow your customer to take the right step just outside that comfort zone, but not so big that they freak out, right? So the right step, the right time, and still making sure that they're taking a step. One of the steps could be, you know what, I don't want to do it. That's fine. As long as they commit to a yes or no to something, don't leave it as a maybe, Okay. Now there's a, I have a whole bunch of stuff we talk about on buyer stages. Now bring in your commitment objectives for each stage as well. So the primary objective could be, you know, let's get the sale or get the appointment, get the next thing moving. If they don't say yes to that, then we have to ask them, okay, well, if you don't want to do that, how about this? Why don't you review this white paper? Watch this video. Um, you know, pet the dog that I'm going to mail you. Whatever it is, you could say fill this survey or even set up a secondary meeting with other stakeholders. That's a secondary one. Okay, let's do that, right? If they still say no to that request, then ask them a third one, which is, you know, let's set up another meeting where we can brainstorm a little bit further. I can share some more insights. Maybe it was a specific objective we can cover. But in that, when we agree to that, there should be something specific that we are going to cover, not just, hey, let's visit again and have coffee. That's what kills me. Have something that moves it forward. Um, and I'll go back, you know, a, a few, a while ago, I, I made a post on, um, you know, different uh, ways to persuade and insights. And I remember the the quote from, uh, from Chet Holmes from his ultimate sales machine. And he just said, if you truly believe that your prospects should benefit from your product or service, it is your moral obligation to help them make a decision and get on with their lives. Because as we know, people are not very good at making decisions. You have to create something that allows them to make a decision. So remember, it's your moral obligation to help them with that. Um, so to recap, so that, that's what we're doing. The recap, the first thing is know your markets, become one with those markets, immerse yourself in those markets, understand what's going on, understand what your decision makers are thinking about before you have to talk to them. Number two, build those insights, build that aha. So people go, hmm, that's interesting. I want to know more. Then number three, craft those 
those killer questions that are going to help your customers frame the problem. And number four, have multiple commitment objectives before you go into those calls. If you do these four things, take some time and build those. You're going to set yourself up for massive success long term. And once you get good at doing these, it's going to take less and less time. It's going to take less mental activity. You've got a framework and you can go into these conversations, these having these insights and these questions pre-built. And now you're going to position yourself as somebody of influence in your market. And of course, the big one is, is make sure that you're testing all this stuff. Whatever you land on, don't just use that to the end of time. Test it with customers. Try different variations. Land on some ideas that work. And then if you're with a team, Share that knowledge. Say, when somebody's at this stage, I use this insight and this question. This seems to really help them come out of their shell and, and get into the right decision. This helps me move the key account to a larger area. This helps me move to the right decision maker, all that kind of stuff. And this is all about making your life easy. So, um, you know, the other option is you can just tell yourself you're too busy to plan. So <laughs> that's your option. Either do this or don't, uh, but you'll know the difference, right? So put it to the test. Take an hour out of your out of your busy, busy week. You know, stop watching Game of Thrones or whatever you're watching uh, and write these ideas out. Make yourself a game plan, then go test it, right? Land on just one thing that you want to test and that you're going to try and make an impact with and come back and say, okay, this is something I learned. This is an insight I found for myself. And in the next post, um, I've already sort of pre-planned this in my mind, I'm going to talk about something that's even more important than all of this stuff that you can do, which is your mindset and your energy. When I was listening to these calls and listening to audio, it just absolutely breaks my heart to see how and listen to how bad some of these calls can be and how we're just missing this opportunity to help our customers buy from us. We're so wrapped up in our own world that somebody needs us on the other end of that phone or in that meeting and we're too distracted to be there. So if you don't have time to be in front of your customers completely present, you're just wasting all of your time. So we're going to talk about that in the next post. So let me know if I can help. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. This is something that I've, you can tell I've, I've, I talk like twice as fast. Uh, I'm really passionate about this side of things. Get good at pre-calling because this is what makes you a hero to your customers. Going in there and they say, wow, I'm so glad I met you and I'm so glad that you are a part of my life because this makes a lot of sense whether they buy from you or not. So remember, you know, like on like this stuff, comment, share it, leave your comments on you know ways that you've done pre-calling and I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and saleshero.academy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.